Welcome to episode 27 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In all of Britonia. In all of Britonia. I think so, anyways. And I am Scott Prime, and with me as always is Steve, also known as Old Dirty Ginger. Or Kilowoggy. Or Kilowoggy. I'd rather that stick than Old Dirty Ginger. You're still Old Dirty Ginger, my phone. Which is pretty awesome. That, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I've been called a lot worse than some people's phones. So guess what I found out today? What's that? Me, my birthday, oh God. Scott Prime, yeah. is on the 18th of March. Mm-hmm. Guess whose birthday it is on 18th of March. I will have to recuse myself from this because I saw your Facebook post. Oh, you okay. You saw it then. Mm-hmm. So if you are a Facebook friend with Scott Prime, you've already know this. Drew from 3 Dead Block. That is pretty awesome. That is creepy, man. Now, if only Chance's birthday is July 5th. What if it is? Then we have to change partners. Change partners? Is that okay? Yeah, it's an open podcast. Well, it's an open-minded podcast? <laughs> Do we need to get, uh, like, STD checks or anything? No, we got little fuzzy protectors on the mics. Oh, so okay, good. so we're good. All right. See, fuzzy. Can I do that? Yeah, see. That feels kind of good. <laughs> so, so wrong. So wrong, but it feels so right. That is pretty awesome, though. It is. Is it the same strange. year or different years? Do you know? You know, I didn't know. I, I actually, you know, have, I assume like, he's I'll younger. be turning 40. Yeah, I'm assuming he's younger, too. Yeah. He might He might be turning 42. I don't think so. As well. No? I don't know. We'll find out. Now, how old do you think Drew really is? If you really had to guess and didn't know. I suck at this. I'll say 33. Because it's the age of Christ. Right, or Iron Fist. In the Iron Fist comics, he was oh. like 33. Oh, they actually established he was like 33 when this guy came to kill him. Oh, okay. And they put the parallel with Christ and stuff. So. Oh, that's neat. I'm going to say he's going to be 36. And so he's either going to be really mad that we picked him in his 30s. He's probably 24. He's like, yeah, <laughs> <No>. he's like... <laughs> he's no, he, he knows too much of our music to like... He's 19. He's 19? Wow, he's a prodigy. <laughs> In a very sad area. He looks much older than 19. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we need to stop talking about him. So what have you been doing? Blood Bowl-wise? Blood Bowl-wise. A lot, but nothing that I can really... I don't know. We've been doing a lot of stuff for Critable. Got that up and running and did that. Right, we'll talk about that later in a segment. And... um been doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff on um dice and the other tournaments and stuff so those other tournaments being oklahoma and spiky right that's coming up in march mm-hmm. march we'll, 8th and 9th we'll also talk about that today yeah again tournament heavy but we do have some fluff i promise you right and a contest Ooh, contest creative contest it could be can I tell you? No, it actually is a creative contest. You have to do something creative to win the contest. I'm saying if people don't participate properly, it could be very uncreative. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. So, Oh, nobody ever participates in contests. So. No, that's fine. So, But we'll have multiple winners. If they participate. Probably, yeah. So, did I... I need to tell everybody this story. It's about fumble. Oh. I'm playing in a fumble league. Let's get ready to start. Mm-hmm. Where... Um, this is the NFL fluffy one. It's the NFL fluffy one that I'm playing with Jeffro and his bunch of guys. And um, we do these things called builders where we 
take this draft. Long story short, we draft players that come with skills, and then you build them up. <clears throat> so by- you have to play these builder games that are your team against snotlings to try to get the points to level up. Right, so we try to, if there was a player, let's say I drafted that had a block and tackle, mm-hmm. and he had 18-star player points when I drafted him, I'd take on his name and his... Um, you know the fluff behind this character, and then I would have to build him up by trying to beat up you know nine snotlings to get eighteen points, right? And then <clears throat> mimic the skills and everything. Um, so there's this little like thing that said like you know don't don't beat up too many players, don't go over your SPPs, don't don't be going for it, right? So like that. Have, so you don't you get yourself killed. You get seventeen, period. right? And they said you know like be careful, don't get yourself killed, you know you know. So don't do unnecessary dodges, right? Yeah. So I'm playing against Winged Human, which is also known as John Brees, who's been on the podcast before. He plays in our Blood Bowl league. He also plays a lot of fumble. Um, so he throws. I'm playing against the Snotling team. I'm a neural team, <clears throat> building up my guys. He he's been throwing blocks at me with these Snotlings. Right. Three dice. I get to pick because he thinks he's helping me out. Right, just goes because faster. I'm gonna pick a skull or something. So he throws three dice, and then he rolls uh, both down, open star, and push star. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he has a ton of re-rolls. So he does what he's done before, and like, oh, I'm sorry. It hits re-roll. Well, he rolls three open stars. Pow. <laughs> At this point, and he also hit one of the guys I drafted that was building up. Not, not a rookie, Rodder. Right. But my star player, Rodder, that was going to have block, dodge, and tackle. Jeez. Okay, now, he's a rotter, so he's probably never going to see a lot of action, but he was going to be an awesome rotter. Oh, absolutely. So, I know fumble, even though people say you don't play all the time, you don't it's know fumble. It's random generator. It's a random generator. Yeah. I knew that the fact that I was get, that he I had three stars to pick from, that I was dead. Yeah, it's like a, 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 uh, it's like a slot machine <laughs> that distributes only death. It's like, okay, I know something's happening. It's want to pay, it, it wants to pay out, so it goes and pays out. As soon as I hit the button to pick which star I was going to take, which power I was going to take, mm-hmm. immediately the sound for death happens. And I go look at the little, you know, how it goes play by play. Mm-hmm. It said armor, 10. Injury, 10. So it was a bad, you know, it was a casualty. And then it 68-68, because I had decay, so I had Jesus. two injuries. And so I was, like, dead, dead. And it's not like 11 or 12 were rolled to be, like, random. It's just like, okay, what's the minimum that we have to do to have a casualty for any player? <laughs> 10. Minimum for casualty? 10. And what is the for sure death? 68. Let's just go ahead and do all that. It is possible that all that happened. It's pretty highly unlikely. But what I've done is, is since I lost a draftee, um, we talked to the guys in the league, and they said, this has never happened before. So I have already done something in this league that's never happened before. I've lost a draftee. Isn't that pretty awesome? So basically, in the fluff, in training camp, he blew out a knee and then got stomped to death. Uh, no, I, I said that he got kicked in the nuts. By a snotling and exploded like a pumpkin. <laughs> I figured that he was just all, you know, icky inside mm-hmm. and everything, and he just popped. Nice. So um, it's a pretty unique experience so far. Sounds fun. 
And it's not going to stop there because I rolled a MA plus one or armor value plus one. And I took it on my Nurgle Warrior. So there. I took the MA plus one. I just can't get away from like not picking stat increases. I think if you roll them, you naturally naturally should take them in most. So it's just like Nuffle telling you you should take it. I think so. So when Uh, I get, if you say so. So in the future, when I talk about the Nurgle Warrior that can move five but can't is always on the ground Mm because he doesn't have block, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Well, it should be exciting for you. Yeah, the league should start in two three weeks. So okay. We'll see what happens, and I'll keep updating it on here because it'll be fun to talk about the random number generator of Fumble. But other than that, what else? Oh, I played Alan's Terrors again. Okay. With my Swamp Dogs? Yeah. No, it was, it was with the Ravagers this time. Okay, so your Dark Elves versus yeah. his Vampires? Mm-hmm. The Vampires that, you know, uh, his star player left the team from. Right, to become a star player. So he induced Wilhelm Chaney to keep with the fluff, you know, with the whole, well, since he's representing him, I'll just go ahead and bring him onto the field. Oh, and he regretted it. He yeah. sucked so bad. Yeah, Wilhelm Chaney's terrible. He really kind of is. Stats-wise, he looks right, but he's yeah. got to roll bad. Maybe it's just for us. He might work well with other people, but whatever reason, he hates us. Yeah, pretty much. He hated just- Alan, that's for sure. <laughs> I didn't get to destroy his team as much as I wanted to, but I did defeat him pretty handily. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I know. Um, what else is going to go on? Not what much. else do we need to talk about? Not much. Blood Bowl-wise. I haven't really played a lot besides the tournament. We're going to go over all that stuff. So Yeah. So should I uh, tell everybody what we're going to talk about? Sure. So in the opening segment, we are going to do some... Well, technically, this is the opening segment. Oh. Sorry. Okay. Our podcast is breaking down into three segments. <laughs> no, um, in the first topic, is that what I should say? I don't care. I'm just giving you hell. Oh, okay. The first paragraph. This is kind of reminds me of like, a, you know how so we had to write. Is like, thesis? Yeah, like, you know, you have the opening paragraph with five sentences and one uh, of those. Yeah. Is, it actually is how it's all set up, isn't it? It kind of is. Except we don't do a conclusion at the end. Not really. We used to do a wrap-up. And our conclusion <laughs> is is that you should probably listen to better podcasts. <laughs> All right. But they can't find it. So first we're going to talk about we're going to talk about some Critter Bowl wrap-up. Okay. We're going to go over all that, that good juice and the Critter Bowl action that was just this last weekend on January 18th. Then we will talk about... Hold on. Hold on. What else? We, that's not the only thing we're doing on that segment. We're going to save the rest for the segment. So just deal with it. Okay. You want to talk about the contest then? Well, Is that what you want? Well, I'm just you saying tease that it? Okay. So we will talk about Critter Bowl wrap-up and the Critter Bowl contest. Well, not, it's not just a wrap-up, because so I'm, I'm sure some people would just fast-forward through that, because wrap-ups are boring. No, they're not. Okay. But, yeah, we're going to discuss the balls and possibly have a contest. So, <laughs> Yeah, possibly, because he made a point I'm to just talk saying. about it. So it's just possible. It might be a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay tuned for the big surprise. And then we're going to talk about, in the second segment, second main segment or whatever, second feature, third paragraph in the essay or thesis, <laughs> we're going to talk about big guys from second edition. Old school big guys? Old school big guys uh, or large monsters as they're referred to in the Star Player book. We're just going to kind of go over you know, what was 
and what is no longer. Okay. And I will try to um, talk as much as I can about my memories of it in our old uh, 40 team league. Just kind of break it all down for us. Yep. And then in the third segment, we were going to go over Oklahoma Bowl and Spiky Cup weekend. And discuss the rules and what we're giving away and who's coming and all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. We have some people that are kind of overthinking the rules, these power crazy power gamers. And some exciting announcements as to what all's going on. Yeah. Sounds great. Should be good. So let's take a little short, very short break. Nobody fast forward the next segment because it's Critter Bowl. And we'll see you in a second. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. Okay, we're back for some Critter Bowl talk, or wrap-up, or however you want to look at it. Okay. Let's so, wrap this baby up. Let's wrap it up with In some, a diaper. In a diaper. See what it did? Because uh, it's a baby. So if you're not familiar with Critter Bowl... This is our second one that we've ran. Yep. Uh, Blood Bowl players around here keep producing children. Uh, so Critter Bowl is our baby shower tournament for... Well, so far it's been for, like, local friends, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did one last year for our buddy Sarge, Mike Tate. And this year we did one for Brian Hill. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a tournament where, you know, all the all the money is do- donated to the family. Because, you know, they, we know they need diapers and formula and all that crazy stuff. And um, it has – the format is – the unique balls that we have mm. with, um, do you want to go over the balls? No, well, we can do that later. Okay. But do you have those pulled up is what I'm kind of referring to without I saying will it later. Out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so all the money goes to, like I said, the family, we don't spend any money to like, there's no trophies, trophies, no giveaways, it's just certificates. <clears throat> Everybody's playing for just the certificate and the pride of like saying you got whatever. At and Critter we Bowl. buy pizza. I mean, pizza's good. Yeah, that's true. So, and that runs it really smooth, actually. So, if you know, if you're in a format where you run tournaments and you know it feels like the the day goes long, add five bucks extra to everybody's <laughs> entry fee and just buy pizza. And what we do is uh, we start the second round. Order the pizza, and then, you know what, about 20, 30 minutes into the round, we just tell everybody stop with it exactly. Oh, well, yeah, whenever it gets there, we have everybody... Finish their turn. Finish your turn. We put the game on hold. You sit back. You have some food. You go back to your game, and once everybody gets back to the game, we start up the clock and go. Right. I mean, so it it, it runs really smooth, and we get out. I think we finished up, what, 8 o'clock? Or maybe even before? Something like that. I'm not really sure. I mean, we took less. Might have been a little bit late because we were waiting on someone, but not a big deal. Uh, So we we had 10 people this year. Last year we had eight. This year we had 10. So that was a nice little turnout. Uh, We even had one guy drive up from Houston, which was really awesome. Which was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it really was because we thought he was just donating to the cause and then he just shows up. It's like, oh, that's nice of him to donate. Then he showed up. What? (laughs) So it's pretty awesome. It's like, oh, you want to win. Okay. 
So, um, should I just recap like what, yeah, what just, people did? And... Just give some highlights. For instance, Brad won, the guy from Houston. Right, the guy from Houston won. Brad actually... Wales, I'm sure a lot of people know him from his travels. Uh, everybody knows Brad. How could you not know Brad? He not, played the North American not meeting him. championships. But, yeah, he he brought high elves, which for the but second sub- year... But he was supposed to bring orcs, and he forgot them. Those lizard men. Oh, was it lizard men? Yeah. Okay, he had orcs and high elves with him, but he chose to play the right. high elves. Yeah, he was supposed he was supposed to bring uh, lizard men, but he forgot them, and instead he chose high elves, which is I'm sorry to cut you off. The second time that high elves have won this tournament. That's right. Which Scott is proud of. Right, because that's the only tournament I've won so far is last year's <laughs> Critter Bowl. Um, Which obviously just means that high elves are broken. So it's not even definitely a Definitely broken. We're not gonna... even a win. <laughs> no, it's we'll cool fluff, though. Now books. that we have like this fluff that the, the high elves really take Critter Bowl, I thought it was very unique that we had one of each of the different elf races represented. Mm-hmm. High elves, wood elves, pro elves, uh, dark elves. We had two lizardmen teams. Two human teams, a Skaven team, and a Goblin team. You know what we didn't have? No dwarves. Any freaking dwarves. No Chaos Dwarves, no regular dwarves, no, no no undead teams. No dwarves and orcs clothings. <laughs> no. <laughs> no roller girls and dead clothing. <laughs> you baited me into that. I did not. <laughs> no no Amazons? No. With everybody having Wars, block dodge? Nothing. nothing. There's a lot of really good teams. They're some fun builds too. Yeah, so Brad Wells won first with his high elves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Lewis finished second with his human team. Who also just had a baby. He also had a baby. And uh if not Brian, him, his wife had a baby. Oh yes. And if Brian's baby weren't more important, then <laughs> we could have done Critable for him, but we didn't. Brian's baby was pretty important. Well yeah. She was born almost like three months early. Well yeah, and he's a local guy. Yeah. It's it might t- have been more important that she was preemie, but, you know, just saying. I think it's time for the Tulsa guys to sack it up and do their own type of Critter Bowl, mm-hmm. you know, fundraiser tournament. They should. So, so we can go up there and play some more tournaments. I would, yeah. Uh, third place went to Brian Hill, the guy that we the were Papa. throwing the event for, with his Lizardman team. Fan favorite went to Scott Hess and his Wood Elf team. Best sportsman went to John Conlon and his Lizards. Uh, best offense went to Adam Brennan and his Skaven team. Uh, best defense went to Scott Prime and his Pro Elf team. I only allowed three touchdowns all day. In four games. In it's four good. games. And that wasn't a, a trickle-down award either. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, only got it because somebody else got, you know, two. And what race were you playing? I was playing Pro Elves. Which is kind of pretty impressive for Pro Elves. Yeah, I... Although you would think you would do better because you should have scored a lot with pro elves. You know what? I, I was thinking about that. You're not an elf team coach. I, I I can be, but I I have tactics of a dwarf coach with high agility. Oh yeah. Well, that's like me. Anytime I play, I'm a I'm a Norse coach by nature. I'm there to bash the crap out of you and just have fun. Right. And throw the ball and just do stupid stuff. But if I can. Knock you down, I'm going to. You're right. I, I played the, oh, my my elf is broke away and I have three guys around him. I'm going to sit in this corner and stall out the half mm-hmm. and I'll go up one nothing or whatever. Um, yeah, so um, 
just to recap, I went uh, – I tied Adam's team, the Skaven team, 2-2. Mm-hmm. Uh, second round, I played uh, the Goblin team, one 3 nothing. By the way, I want to say props to Steve Eckert, who had the Goblin team there, and he also won Best Stunty or Stunty Cup. Um, he He's a player that's been playing now with our league, and he kind of has this, <laughs> eh, I don't, I'm just playing for fun. I want to smash people. Right. But he played a, per, a near-perfect first half. Good. Like, he got the ball. He marked up everybody. He was like one play away from going up one nothing in the first half, hmm. and I didn't dominate until started like play eight. Once he started getting the and then the second half, yeah, he started getting numbers on him and his right. secret weapons go away exactly. Yeah. But he, I, I just want to give him props because I, I, I told him at the tournament, and I know he thinks that I'm just kind of giving. Yeah, you him, told me that too. And like it was like he did everything right, and it's like. <laughs> If you focus and play like this all the time, you're going to do a lot better than you think. Yeah. Um, so, and he also tied, which he's, I don't know if he's done, but maybe one other time in a tournament. So, <laughs> I don't think so. Hats off to him. Um, third round, I played Roger Oman uh, from Tulsa, and Roger's a really good player. And um, I made the mistake of probably trying to take a block. So I could free up a guy to run into a touchdown instead of just dodging away like elves. Again, mm-hmm. I thought like a, a dwarf coach. And like, oh, I have the blitz. I might as well just push him away and yeah. then walk in. And I didn't. I rolled both down, both down with yeah. no rerolls. So I wrestled us to the ground. It was amazing. It was uh, same odds either way, really. And then, uh, so I lost to Roger on the very, very last play of the game. Um, and then round four, I played John Conlon in the Honey Bacon uh, the St. Louis Honey Bacon Bowl game. Okay, and uh, we came off with a victory there with three nothing. So cool. I was pretty proud of my Yulthin United unicorns. Good, but they're all rainbowy and really flamboyant. So it's pretty awesome. And if anyone's wondering, I didn't play. I just ran it. So right. I'm not done with the awards. Roger Omen had the most brutal. He had like thirteen. Teen or eleven casualties over four games with his dark elves. He just dominated. And then um, you know, I already mentioned Steve Eckert with his goblins got the stunty cup, and the poopy diaper award went to John Brees with his humans. And he didn't actually do the worst, but we shared the wealth. We shared the wealth, and it trickled up to him. (laughs) So he got left with the poopy diaper. Yeah. So it was a a unique and fun day. Yeah. And. Really, I think if you haven't been out to one of our tournaments, and this is not the one tournament to go to, but I would argue that this is one of the most fun tournaments. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm not just tooting our own horn, but I do believe it's one of the most fun tournaments to play in because the the balls make it so unique. Right. Speaking of which, um, I'm sure that we've gone over some of them before, but... We can't, we are kind of wrapped up on the recap, right? Yeah, without going into details each round yeah. on, on the tournament. And, I mean, so, we don't need to do that. So It is credible. We have ten unique balls, uh, balls for the Steve game. Steve said balls. I did. So we got ten unique balls. And you roll a D10, and then we also have the weathers on a D12. So... It meant that every table had to have a D10 and a D12. Two dice that normal gamers or normal Blood Bowl people don't have with them usually. Right. 
So we got to thinking, and I think Brad suggested it, about adding another ball. And he mentioned what type he would like to do, and it was a good idea. Uh, but that would put us at 11, so I think that I told you we should probably go up to 12, and then we just have a D12 on the table, one for the ball, one for the weather, you know. All right. So this is where I'm coming to the contest. We're putting out a call to get new balls. Um, so what I'll do is I'll go over our old balls and give a breakdown of what each one is. And then your job will be to come up with a new interesting ball that we could use in the tournament and s- send it to us. And if you win or if we choose you, we'll send you some both down dice. Nice. Now, hey. Here's the caveat to this. When you create the ball, you need to think of a sponsor. Because what's unique about Critter Bowl is, or maybe it's not unique, but it's unique around here. Round four, every field on the that's out there, every matchup, there's an envelope passed out. And in each side of the, in each envelope is a, a, ball, a bowl, basically. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's the Morgenthorg Bowl which is both teams get a free ogre to play on their team. Right. And so, and like I was in the honey uh, bacon bowl and it was like a combination of two of the, the balls that's mm-hmm. on the, on the charts. So there's a dwarven guilds bowl. There's all there's these, a lot of different ones and I don't have that list in front of me, uh, but also fine. it's a lot of them because fine. we like randomness. So, however, if you want to submit an idea for those type of bowls too, you're more than welcome to. Yeah. And we'll probably use it in our next one. Because this is such a good format that Scott has created that it's probably something that we would use if ever we needed a fundraiser tournament just for it's fun, it's there, and just do it. Alan Aid, we let Alan play with the rules a little bit, but this is a great little thing. I know we had some people ask about the rules because they were thinking about doing one in their area. Well, and yeah, I, I always see Critter Bowl is not just like an event to run every January. Right. If, yeah, like you said, if we if had we another fundraiser to. just for something very similar mm-hmm. and it happens to happen in July, I would have no problem with running two Critter Bowls in the same year. Right. Just because of the uniqueness of it. Yeah, so, just keep the name. It doesn't and, have to be about yeah, babies. Yeah, I mean, anybody can use these rules. I, I really don't mind sharing that. Um, I know Brian, who doesn't play a lot of tournaments, he really liked it because he said it changes up you know, the game so much. Well, let's go ahead and get to the special ball table. Uh, If you roll a one, you get a scarab ball. And we've mentioned that before. It comes from our Alcorn tournament. The ball is actually replaced by a scarab. So anytime it lands in an empty square, it will move in a random direction decided by the scatter template and will move D6 with the squares. So essentially, you roll D8, D6, and that's where the ball goes. But it doesn't go out of bounds. It knows better than that. Right. And if somebody was in the way, it would actually skitter over them into that. It goes through their legs up until its final destination. Right. Uh, Number two is the honey badger ball. This ball is super sticky. Anytime someone tries to hand off or pass the ball, they must roll a D6. On a result of a one, the ball is stuck to the player and the action for that player is over. And that cannot be re-rolled. Right. We had that come up, and we'll actually have to put that into the rules. But yeah. no, there's no re-rolling that. You're just stuck. <laughs> that actually came back to haunt me in one game. I don't doubt it. <laughs> My thrower sucks so bad. Everybody says you need to throw and score more mm-hmm. with elves. No. 
I can't throw. I roll ones and I re-roll and get one. Should we really have that not be re-rollable? Well, it was last last year and this year. I think it's a great rule. Yeah, okay. Uh, three is baby orcupine ball. Any failed pickup or catch roll, but not an interception, is treated as the player being attacked with the stab skill by an opponent. So you got a little orcupine, and you try to pick it up, and if you screw it up, you get stabbed. Yep, that's pretty awesome. I do like that. It mm-hmm. comes from the spiked ball card, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, four is baby griffin ball. A baby griffin can soar through the air with ease, plus one to all pass attempts. So it's yeah. like... So throwing like a cat with wings. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think it was, it's still in the egg, just the wings are out. And no, just, yeah, it could be that way too. Um, five is a dead pig ball. Um, it's really just a dead pig used as the ball. Nothing special, except you can eat them after or during the game. Exactly. It's the old classic pig skin. And that's what I was playing in was the honey bacon bowl. Yeah. And it was p- presented by St. Louis Family Restaurants, which in our fluff is the... Um, the team behind the St. Louis hams, mm-hmm. you know, just a team of like circus clown halfling type atmosphere that just promote the, the restaurant. So in that bowl game, every kickoff, it was a 50, 50 chance of what you got to play with. Oh, okay. So, sometimes it was the honey badger and sometimes it was the, since the it says thing. you could eat it during the game, we should make it to where if you have really hungry <laughs> that you might actually eat the ball and then you just stuck with the ball inside you. There's no way to get it out unless you <laughs> yeah, casually it re-kick, it, re-kick it off. Nope, no kicking it off. It's just in ah, him until see, the. That's too broken. Uh, probably would be funny though. It would. Um, six baby troll ball. Yes, they will be playing the game with a baby troll as the ball. The baby troll ball gives the holder stupidity and loner. And you might be going, "What stupidity?" Well, stupidity is when you put stupidity down instead of really stupid. And I'm looking here. <laughs> it's an and, old school. And I'm looking here in my old book here. And, yeah, it's just um, stupidity is like an old mutation from second edition. So I'm sorry. We knew what you meant. No, you guys don't. You guys make fun of me. I'm looking for it right now. Because it's actually a different. Stupidity. Stup- the mutant has suffered one too many blows to the head. Treat him as permanently punch drunk. See the injury rules. It was an old mutation from second edition. Okay. So, yes, I, I cro- a lot of times I'll say I'm, I'm going to sprint to the square, and mm-hmm. I mean go for it, because yeah. back then it used to be sprint. So, Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Number seven is a nurgling ball. I'll just read this as it's written. Is it Ew, wrong? Ew, gross. It's oh. a nurgling ball. <laughs> This ball gives the holder foul appearance and disturbing presence. For the players that already have one or more of these skills, they get a plus one to picking up, throwing, catching, or intercept attempts. Right, so... Yeah, someone asked me, is like, well, what good is disturbing presence if you have the ball? I don't know. You get plus one, I guess. Well, it's, it's like bombs and... I guess. Yeah. You know, um... Something else. Throwing a teammate. That's what it was. Bombs and throwing a teammate. Okay. That's pretty much it. But still, it it fits in the fluff. I just wanted it to, like, since it's a Nurgling, if it was with Nurgle players, then it gives them a bonus. Makes sense. 
Number eight is the Morgue Plush Doll Ball. It's a stuffed doll of the greatest blocker ogre ever, Morganthorg. So nothing special. No, just a stuffed animal. Number nine, we got this one a lot, it seemed. (laughs) Just, yeah. Okay. It's a dragon egg ball. That ball screwed me up so often. When this ball hits the ground, it emits a fireball. The location of the ball is always the center of the fireball. To see who is hit by the fireball, use the fireball rules found with the wizard rules in the CRP or LRP6. Yes. Can we put fireball in there just a couple more times? We could. Because it's not enough fireballs. Hey, I'm not like some English major, so you can can help me fix it. (laughs) And finally, 10 is the squig ball. I think this is my favorite. This is, yeah, I agree with that. I don't know if it came up that often, though, from what I was listening to. Uh, I played with it once. I had the baby dragon egg a lot. It, it seemed like most people had that. Yeah. Uh, squig ball. This fellow, or ball, is rather heavy. For any picking up, throwing, catching, or intercept attempts, the player uses their strength instead of their agility. Right. Which completely screws elf teams. It doesn't screw them. It it brings you down. Yeah. Um, That's why I was wondering, you know, at Critter Bowl this year, we had so many elf teams and stuff. I was wondering if people, like, were worried that they were going to get a squig ball and they didn't want to have to. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know because most teams it's three and three. I mean, it's just the same. It doesn't really matter. But it'd be good if you had. Like but, an ogre team. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was the, a couple Lizardman teams who I know their Saurus had the ball. So, yeah. Or Sorai had the ball. So, pretty neat. So, what we're looking for in, you know, for the first three rounds of Critter Bowl, or Critter Bowl, um, each kickoff we roll on that chart every time to get a different ball. The the bowl round is you, you get one ball the whole game. You know, mm-hmm. so if you had the Squig Bowl. You or know, like the one that gave you an ogre. Or whatever. Right, yeah. Mike, you know, Michael Lewis funky. and uh, Scott Hess was in the, the Morgan Thorg Bowl. So they mm-hmm. both, uh, you know, Michael already had an ogre, so he got an additional ogre. But the Wood Elves got to play with an ogre, so that was kind of unique for Scott's team. And on those, if you want to create one, you're welcome to go as wild as you want. Just make sure it's even for both teams. Yeah, that's all we're looking for, something even. And um, if all the entries suck... I'm not rewarding anybody a winner because I, I, I really think, and after playing this through two tournaments, I think it's pretty balanced yeah. in, in a lot of ways. I mean, everybody knows what they're going into. It's even for both sides. Brad's idea was a basically a clone ball. So at some point during the match, the ball would split into two. So it had to be a determining factor. I told him it might not work because it extends the length of the, the game. In a way, but... I was trying to think of the fluff of how it could be some type of animal that would, like, butt off or, you know, how... Twins. I don't know, a starfish ball or something. It was like one egg, and it broke off into twins. I don't know, there's some fluff behind there that need to be like animals, because that's part of the Critter Bowl thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, there's something there. Yeah, if someone can think of something, feel free. Brad can easily put in his entry, yeah, and this absolutely. could be his entry, and as long as there's fluff and stuff behind it, yeah. But yeah, we uh, did, if you haven't seen the postings online, uh, we did create a new batch of both down dice. They look pretty cool. One's yellow, one's sparkly blue, or whatever. 
Yeah, it's kind of I don't, uh, I don't know what they call that, Gemini or something. Yeah. Vortex. But um, we make those to help fund the podcast and to give you guys something cool. So if you want any, just let us know. $5 a pair. Oh, we're going to do this now instead of then? I'll I do guess. it there too. Oh. I can do it both. Yeah. But that's what we're giving away as a prize. We, we'll give out both pairs. Sure. If we like this, we're going to give out both pairs. Yeah. And if your idea is only okay, we'll give you one pair. <laughs> and if your idea sucks and you send us your, your mailing address, I might just send you one die. Wow, that'd be so mean. So you can never use it. That'd be mean. Some people might use it. That's true. All right. So that wraps up Critter Bowl and the contest. We're mm-hmm. looking for, hopefully, enough entries to get two more balls added to Critter Bowl yeah. next year. And we'll, we'll cut this off whenever... The contest will end whenever the next episode comes, gets recorded. No, that's... Well, okay. We're going to be too busy in March to mess with it. Okay. So Fair enough. You got probably three, four weeks. You're the boss, dude. If you say a couple weeks, then I believe you. Okay. All right. Unless we don't get any entries and then I'll extend it to July. <laughs> that's when we come on the podcast and we go like, oh. due to popular demand, we're yeah, going yeah. to uh, extend this for just a few more episodes. I got a few people saying that they just haven't finalized it yet. So They had so many ideas, they wanted just to get them all in. Right. Yeah, sure. They're lazy. They're gamers. They're playing Dreadball. <laughs> Don't play Dreadball. It's not real Blood Bowl. <laughs> It's basketball blood bowl. And you know what basketball players do? They don't get hurt. Cheat on their wives? They they cheat on their wives, evidently. And um, they're not real athletes. Okay, well, on that cheery note. I meant like in a fantasy world. Sure. <laughs> That's uh Okay, would you... Take a dread ball, guy. So you go ahead and back out of this conversation. <laughs> no, take Don't. a dread ball, guy. Put take sho- put take a blood bowl back on your... And then they fight. Who would win? You know who would win. You know who would win. You know. But if they're in the future, they might have special weapons. <sighs> Steve. I don't know. We'll open this up for an argument. Blood Bowl guy would eat him. See? There okay. you go. We'll be back. Due to a union investigation brought on by one, Wilhelm Cheney, both down will not be able to use star players to promote their show until further notice. Now it's time for some big guy talk. Or really large big monsters. monsters. Large monsters. Large, really big monsters. What am I thinking of? Was it old cartoon? You're thinking of really scary beast. monsters. Really scary monsters. What was it called? Uh, Eek! Real monsters. Who? Wasn't it called Eek! Real monsters? No, there was like Eek the cat, right? Yeah, there was Eek the cat. But I thought there was like a. You think there was another show called Eek the Scary Monsters? Eek the Real, Real Monsters, or something like that. <clears throat> I don't think so. You might be right. You probably DVR'd it back then. I uh, didn't have DVRs, and I didn't watch it. <laughs> So, <laughs> imagine you having a DVR as a child. Huh? I had it pretty much as soon as anyone could. I had a TiVo when it first came out. When, when, how long ago did that come out? <sighs> Jeez, mid nineties, late nineties. No, so it would have been, I had a TiVo two thousand. The latest. Wow, you were in heaven, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was a great Christmas. Should we stop stop this segment and 
restart. No. Oh, okay. Why? Okay, if you're leaving it in, let's go. All right, we're talking large monsters. Trying to. All right, we're trying to. So we're going back and we're cracking open the yellow book of uh, the Star Player book, Handbook. I do want to say that this segment was suggested by Pete Richardson from amandandhistoys.wordpress.com. Shout out to Pete. Yay, Pete. Right? Yeah. Okay. Just just saying. Wasn't that a show like Pete and Repeat? Or was that a joke? <laughs> That's a joke. Okay. But there was Pete and Pete. <laughs> Pete and Pete? Yeah. Okay. What was that on? Nickelodeon. Oh, this is a great show. Of course people it loved was. it. Of course people did. You loved it. Huntress Thompson appeared on that. I don't even know who that is. This is like you writer? can't make fun of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I can. I don't watch TV like you do. I don't know what you did with your life. Sports. I played sports. I went outside. <laughs> I know that's like so weird to you. No, I used to go outside and play baseball, but they stopped playing with me. Because I would hit the ball too hard. Are you being serious? I was, yeah. This segment's taking such a tangent, but <clears throat> my life serious. could have been really different if then I. Why didn't you play baseball? Was it the way too shy? Part you didn't way like? too shy. Too shy mm-hmm. for baseball. Hush hush. I do I. Yeah. So you were good at hitting the ball. Could hit anything that anyone threw at me, and wallop it. So if I took you to the batting cage, not anymore. No, Lord no. Oh, okay. So you lost it. Hmm. You could be making millions of dollars. You could be mm-hmm. playing for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. But you're too shy. Yep. Thanks wow. to my mom and my chemical imbalance. Nice. It's well, fun. You can be a big wuss and just like stay inside and whine about it, or you can... I don't whine. Okay. It is what it is. <laughs> can we talk large monsters? Uh, apparently not. All right. But let's try. Did they call you the large monster on the baseball field? No, that's what they call me now. Uh, By they, I mean the women. <laughs> And by the women, I mean the girls yeah. when they open up the closet bedroom, like, ah, there's a larger monster in there. Dude, don't ever make a joke like that again, okay? Ah, larger monster. Large monster. All right, so large monsters. Back in second edition, we are talking about ogres, trolls. Minotaurs. Minotaurs, treemen, and surprisingly, snotlings are, are actually found in this rule section. I know that's weird. Like, yeah, Steve's okay. giving me the weird look. Yeah, I'm giving you the weird look. All right, so large monsters back then, uh, in the rules, so much different than now. If you guys think that, like, oh, 6th edition rules suck, or they're broken, they're not as good as 4th edition, and all this stuff. No, the rules have been play-tested. We're in a good spot, fellas. Right. That, that's why I don't want GW to sell it. I really don't want it to go anywhere. I'd, like, I'd love the rule set. And I played a lot of different, you know formats of this um so large monsters uh, they had all these you know all this fluff and stuff behind it uh large monsters could be included on any team that does not set, suffer animosity towards them back then we had dislike and animosity in the rules right uh, so like a human team couldn't have a troll yeah if they suffered they, animosity they didn't work or well together right they didn't work well together um so, large monsters back then counted as two players on the roster. Okay. And the field. Hmm. So, for example... It was still a 16-man roster back then? 16-man roster. Okay. So, for example, the Oldheim Ogres we played with had six Ogres and four Skaven, which I know Skaven is the wrong race. Right. Um, 
and actually reading through this, I, I now probably get where my friends came up with why the old high ogres had a different race of people than the goblins anymore. Cause somewhere in this fluff, they mentioned like, look out for the old high ogres as they've now have some human skilled throwers and, you know, hmm. catchers and stuff like that. Okay. So anyways, uh, the players counted as two on the field and on the roster. And this so, is back when they actually had like big four square bases, right? All the bases were the four square bases. So if you still see people using those today and you go like, I can't cram it all into one spot. Well, that's because they used to kick up four spots. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can imagine fielding the old Heim Ogres team as I used to play it with five ogres on there and one scaven in the backfield. Yeah. Totally different feel than what we got today. Definitely. I mean, imagine the Chaos Pack team, like the old Chaos All-Stars. You know, they had they had Morg, the Troll, and, and uh, the Minotaur. Well, that, that equaled six of your players. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, Chaos Pack teams would be even worse if that happened. Uh, they were a lot more powerful, though. Totally different blocking scheme, et cetera. And speaking of Snotlings, weren't they half a person? They were considered a half a person, so you could have two of them on the field or on the roster to equal one person. Right. So if we look at a ogre roster now, you could have six and five. Back then, you could have six. Would you? Uh, you'd have 12. five. You have five. Oh, only five. Oh, not a, you're talking about the roster or the field. You're talking about the actual roster. Well, yeah, the roster. Okay. okay. Well, actually, on the field, I was. Sorry. On the field, you would have five oh, ogres wow, yeah. and then two snotlings. Eesh. Yeah. Totally different. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the large monsters, they occupied four squares on the pitch. Um, they they had their facing. Uh, they had you know the left, the right, and the front. Mm-hmm. To the the back side of them, they had they exuded or they didn't have a tackle zone. Okay. So you could walk right behind them. And never get in their tackle zone. Where if you were off to the side or directly in the front, then you get into their tackle zone. So did you have to turn them, I guess? What do you mean? When you moved them? Yeah. I was getting to that. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so like if an ogre had uh, five movement, yeah, you would. You could rotate for free. Okay. You just had to do it on your turn. So if you wanted to like move diagonal, you'd actually have to go up to, turn your model, move to, turn your model. You know, so you can't go diagonal. Up. So you couldn't go diagonal at all. Hmm. Not in the traditional sense that we would think of now. Could the other players? Yeah, the other players could. Okay. So they moved totally different. Uh, like I said, the rotation was for for free. It didn't count like as a movement or anything like that. But you did have this front facing in the left and right sides. The back side was not occupied. So you couldn't, you know, on your opponent's turn, you couldn't like – flip your monster your large monster around so he right. didn't suit a tackle zone so that was a lot different too um of course you had throw throw teammates just like we do now except back then you could uh you know grab any of the small players like the goblins or the halflings back then they had to earn the skill for the right stuff hmm. but uh, back in this day, um, I'll just read it out here. If a creature that is going to be thrown does not have the right stuff skill, you must first roll a d6. On a result of one through four, the little creature has sensibility. Sensibility. I can't even say the word. Sensibly. Sensibly decided he doesn't want to be thrown and has dodged out of the way of the large monster. 
The large monster may try to grab a different small player instead, provided the players <laughs> are in adjacent squares. On a result or a five or six, he may be thrown as described below. Creatures with the right stuff skill always agree to be thrown. So you wanted a goblin or a halfling or whatever to earn the right stuff skill so you actually could throw them. That's pretty interesting. But you could just grab a guy and chunk him. So what if... Uh, see, if if it wasn't in the value of the little guys now and you had to earn it, they wouldn't be worth it. Because it would be adding so much value to those guys. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, hmm. game, the game is so much better now. So well, yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh, they also had a special scatter template for them. And it's in the book here, and it, it actually suggests that you go photocopy this and glue it onto a piece of cardboard so you can have this scatter template. And did and just, you do that? No, we actually didn't do this. <clears throat> Rereading over these rules, it's uh, ironic that I don't know how much of these rules we really use <laughs> because I think only one of us had, like, the traditional ogre model. Yeah. And so I, I'm pretty sure we just use Railer models to represent <laughs> ogres and everything, which also might be part of the reason that the ogres made it to the Blood Bowl that year. Could be. Uh, with all that diagonal movement. They're super stuff. powerful. Look at how easy they move. They have Skaven <laughs> and they move awesome. Um, <laughs> so um, with the scatter template, it, it has this chart where it's a 1 through 12 where the ball would go if they had the ball in their hand. Okay. And I just think this shows you how old these books are. I mean, we're now looking at like 25 years ago uh, for second edition Blood Bowl. <laughs> I want to I read this. Now, which book are you looking at? I'm looking at the Star Player book. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it's 25 years ago. I'm going to look here in the front. Uh, stall, stall, stall. 1989 is the copyright. 25. So it's 25 years ago. I just find this funny because we are so used to D20s, D12s, D16s. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Scattering. If the ball scatters from a large monster square, use the large monster sh- uh, scatter template shown to the left. Photocopy this, stick it on a piece of card, and cut out ready to use. There are 12 squares the ball can scatter to. To generate the number 1 through 12, roll a D6 twice. If the first roll is 1 through 3, read the second number as normal. Given a result of 1 through 6, if the first roll is 4 through 6, add 6 to the second roll, giving a result of 7 through 12. Isn't that a very odd way? Wow. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But alternatively, so you could buy a D a, a 12-sided dice from your local game shop. That's so a much D12s must be like it's just funny to me that they came up with a solution that just didn't say go get a D12. Yeah. So, I always wonder if there's a way to figure out how to do a D12 with two dice. Well, now you know. I guess Leave so. it to Games Workshop. Yep. <clears throat> Maybe they were selling D6s. What's that? said so maybe they were selling D6s. I think they were. I the think it, only came it came with, with them. Yeah, in yeah. a D8. <clears throat> Interceptions. Uh, the standard rule that, you know, like if any of the uh, passing template was over the square that the mm-hmm. player was occupied, this was different for large play, large monsters back then. It actually had to go over the model, not his four, you know, four squared base. So you had to actually, that template had to go over his model. 
huh. to, to be eligible to try to intercept the ball. Uh, touchdowns, any part of the of the four base had to be in the end zone, and that okay. was equal to touchdown. Uh, also, when they moved, they could move over players. So if it, the player was just like in, a, in one of the squares as he moves forward, they could kind of step over them. So that was kind Even of Even if they're not down? No, I'm saying if they were down. I'm sorry. Oh, if they were down. If okay. they were down on the ground, they could actually step over them if that That's player cool. was just in like one of those squares. So totally different, totally different. I like animal. that. Um, so there you go. I, I just found that really funny how they, they What about pushing them out of bounds? Pushing large monsters out of bounds? Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't recall at all the idea of pushing players out of bounds in second edition. And I don't know if that's just my memories is bad or if it just never happened. Might not have been a rule. Or... You know, I could go look through the books and stuff and find out. If but anyone happens to it know, is such a ta- it is such a tactic now and has been yeah. since third edition that it's crazy. But I I do not remember it in second edition. It just wasn't something we did. You know. Yeah, I'm sure that if it existed, you would have done it. It was also different. It was a different game though too because you could bring p- people off the. As soon as somebody got injured, you could bring them in from the the yeah. KO or the, the your sideline box. So hmm. totally totally different game. Uh, ogres back then, well, they had uh, blockers and blitzers, and uh, nobody really knows the stat lines, I guess. But I, I'll still go ahead and repeat them just because it's fun. Okay. Yeah. All right. So back then we had uh, we had the, the seven stat categories instead of the the four we're used to now. We had uh, MA, which is movement, uh, sprint, which is SP. How many you can go for it? Right. That was like how many you could go for it. Okay. Okay. So like catchers might have six sprint movement, four. but sprint four. Okay. Right. Uh, strength, agility, just like we do now. Uh, we had throwing skill back then, which is how you threw the ball or threw a, a goblin or whatever. Uh, cool, which was like how are you under pressure? People, you know, like if you're catching the ball and people yeah. have tackle zones and stuff, and then your armor value. Obviously, it got simplified you know, through third edition. So, uh, Ogre Blocker has movement five, uh, sprint one, strength seven, agility two, throwing skill minus one, cool minus one, and armor value 11. The uh, Ogre Blitzer was just a little bit different. It, he actually had an extra sprint, so he could sprint two. He had a AG three, and then his cool was actually zero. So, he there hmm. was a little bit more agile Ogre's. Uh, they came with throw teammate. Was it the same armor class? Same armor as 11, yeah. And back then, it was still just a D12, right? Or was there more to it? A D12? No, you rolled 2D6 I mean, out of that. I meant 2D6. Yeah, two, yeah, but the the Mighty Blow was much more powerful. Oh, that's right. Mighty Blow now is just Yeah, and Razor one. Claws and stuff. Yeah, you had yeah. levels and stuff for okay. all your Mighty Blows. Oh. And if you rolled 2D6, wasn't it immediate death or something? Uh, it was... Or possibility of... Yeah, it, on the injury roll, yeah, 2d6s was dead. Oh, on the injury roll. Okay. Yeah, Never on mind. the injury roll, right. Um, and then they, had, they came with toughness. Uh, trolls, they they had um, their stat lines was uh, movement four, which is very similar to now. Mm-hmm. Sprint one, plus one, uh, strength seven. All the big guys had strength seven. I mean, that was just co- common. Okay. Because you had dwarf blockers with five strength, and wow. that was just common stuff. Um. So it seems bloated, but it's not for the the game. 
uh, agility two, throwing skill minus two, uh, cool minus two, and armor ten. So you got, and they only had the blocker position. So you can kind of see the roots of where third edition stuff comes from. Yeah, they're just slightly not as good as a, a troll or an ogre. Uh, they still had the the problem by eating p- people. They called that din dins. <laughs> When a troll is about to throw a teammate, roll a d6. On a result of two through six, the troll throws the accomplice as normal. On a roll of one, however, the troll is unable to overcome his natural greed and eats him, eats the other player instead of throwing him. So, Din-dins. They called it din-dins. Very British. If the fortunate player is holding the ball, the troll will eat the ball as well. Play will have to be restarted with a brand new ball going to the side that started with it after the last touchdown. So there you go. They also had regeneration, which is totally different than it is now. Yeah. Uh, trolls have the ability to regenerate. Roll a D6 after a touchdown for each troll that has suffered a serious injury or has been killed. On a result of five or six, the troll has regenerated and may be placed in the reserve box of the dugout. On a result of one through four, the troll is still recovering. Roll again after the next touchdown has been scored. Huh. This was frustrating because we imagine. thought trolls were like the ultimate thing because they could never get killed. When you killed one finally, he would sit over there, you'd score touchdowns, and eventually somebody would roll five or six yeah. and he'd come back. Wow. So it was, they were pretty tough. So, uh, Minotaurs. We have blockers and blitzers just like we do with uh, the ogres. Uh, the main difference is in their positionals here. Uh, the Blitzer has an AG3 instead of two. Everything else is the same. Five movement, one sprint, seven uh, strength. Uh, throwing skill minus one, cool minus one, and armor value 11. Um, the really hungry skill that we have today yeah. came from Blood Greed. Minotaurs suffer from a rather antisocial habit known as Blood Greed. If the Minotaur kills an opponent, starts to feast so he rolls a 12 or more on the injury table. He starts to feast on the dead body, dropping the ball if he were carrying it. The ball scatters from the Minotaur square. The Minotaur remains on the pitch and can do nothing until the next touchdown is scored. Minotaurs consider it the height of bad manners to disturb anyone while they are eating and tend to overlook the fact that, they, that their timing and menu might be considered inappropriate by others. Minotaurs go berserk, which is a in italics because... There was berserk back then where you would just they'd rampage and hit anybody. Okay. Okay. If anyone tries to make a block against them while they are feasting, a berserk minotaur must always be moved directly towards the nearest player on the pitch, friendly or enemy, and must make a block against that player if he can. If two or more players at the same distance from the berserk minotaur, the minotaur coach can decide which player to be attacked. A berserk minotaur returns to normal after a touchdown is scored. So this is where we get always hungry and, you know, all that stuff. Or wild animal. And okay. I can see that. Not, not always hungry. I'm sorry. Okay. Indians is for the troll and wild animal. I think this is where we get this blood greed thing. That's neat. Um, my dad used to love the skill. And I know that's, like, totally off topic. Yeah. But my dad would hear us talking about Blood Bowl. And I was like, oh, see if you suffer blood greed and all this stuff. And then my dad would always, every time the dog, his little wiener dog would eat, like, one of those little rawhide shoes yeah he goes look son he's got blood grease <laughs> it was like the one thing my dad picked up back when we played blood bowl so well, that's cool uh snotlings we talked about this before snotlings are really bad 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 players but even so back still are 
even back then. No, they're worse. So much worse back then. Okay. They had three movement uh, plus three sprint. Their strength was zero, and it has an asterisk. If Snotlings gang up on another player, count each Snotling, Snotling as having a strength of a half. Rounded down. If this gives you an odd half. Jeez. Three agility, no throwing skill, because they, they can't throw the ball. Okay. Uh, their cool was minus one, and their armor was still five. Jeez. Um, it's pretty funny. Uh, you could throw Snotlings farther, because it's just like the Cause rules they're today. Because they're lighter. And uh, Snotlings in the ball, if they were to catch the ball on a one through three, the Snotling tries to catch the ball. Let's see. I'm sorry. The Snotling has been knocked over and must make an armor roll to avoid injury. <laughs> the ball scatters out of the Snotling's square. And on a result of four through six, he, the Snotling somehow manages to catch the ball as normal. So, so if there's a whole bunch of Snotlings around each other and he threw the ball to one of them, you could conceivably knock out all of them. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Treeman are very, very, so much similar like today in, in almost all ways. Uh, movement three, uh, sprint zero, because nobody really ever takes that chance with the, the go for it. Uh, strength eight, so they were always more powerful, just yeah. like before, like it is currently. Uh, AG two, throwing skill minus one, cool zero, and armor 11. Uh, they also came with Mighty Blow Throw Teammate and Toughness. They were extra tough. This this is a cool part of the fluff, I think. So we have Taking Root now. Every time you do your, your treatment action or yeah. whatever you do, you have to roll to see if you take root. It's a nega trait. This was optional back then. Did you hear what I said? This okay. is optional. Like, you would run a guy down Why to... Why would you? Well, I don't know. But we always thought it'd be cool for some guy to just go camp out in the end zone and take root. But here, here's here's how it reads. Did they think maybe it was, they put it that way for an optional league rule or something? I'll read it to you okay. and we'll just, you know, it seems really weird since we're so used to yeah. the way it is. Treeman have developed an unusual special play in which they literally root themselves to a spot giving them great resistance to even the most vicious blocks. At the start of any turn, a tree man may choose to take root. Note down that the tree man has done so on a piece of paper. A tree man has taken root, cannot move, but can never be knocked over. However, he still must make an armor roll to avoid injury if he su- suffers a knocked over result on the block table. Uh-huh. All tree men have taken root. Uh, return to normal after a touchdown scored, but they may take a route. They may take root again later in the game. I understand that. If you get them to the sidelines and someone's trying to work their way down, you take root on the sides. You take up four squares. You take up. That's true. Root I didn't think about the four a squares. A little bit thing. further, and you have four squares, and they can either kind of go right in. in the middle of them, or they have to go all the way around. So, yeah, not a good point. Hmm. I, I don't remember. But I didn't ever play with Treeman, really, so right. I don't remember them taking a route or us choosing that. I uh, could see that being a good skill, but it is odd. Uh, special rules, uh, you know, they, racial dislikes and animosity. Treeman dislike all chaotic creatures. It has a big list here. Um, some of my memories of all these large monsters is my buddy Robert, and maybe one day in the future we can get him on the podcast or something, but to talk old school memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a halfling team. He took the Greenfield Grasshuggers, you know, right out of the book. 
And, you know, we we always suggest, like, why don't you take a tree man? Why don't you do this? And he's like, why don't I take ogres? And we're like, what do you mean? You can't take ogres. And we read through the rules. And even as today, when I read through the rules, it really says large monsters may be included on any team that does not suffer animosity towards them. Right. And, you know, there's nothing here that says ogres suffer any racial dislikes or anything. Hmm. So we let him have a couple ogres on his team. And he was pretty damn good. <laughs> I would imagine. He made the play. Now, we expanded the playoffs because we just did, like, <laughs> one team for each division. And we were NFL fans, so we had to have wild card teams. Uh, so he made the playoffs. With- did the wild card exist back then? What? Yeah. In the NFL? Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. 25 years ago, plus. Yeah, oh, I, the wild card's been around since the early 80s. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly. I don't remember. So, That's the only thing in baseball. Oh. Now, what, yeah, baseball hasn't, no. Okay, never mind. So, yeah, he had these two ogres, and I can't I can't remember their names. Ben and Jerry. No, they actually, they actually had really cool names. And one of them, if he injured you, is almost always like an arm broken arm. Yeah. So we came up with this fluff that he had this move, like... You remember Double Dragon where you had the elbow move and you pressed both buttons? <laughs> yes. This guy had this move where he would just shatter arms, and it became kind of legendary. It's pretty mm. awesome. So That's cool. So, yeah, the Greenfield Grasshuggers, in my brain, had two big ogres that played for him, and it worked well. So it's that's kind of like my biggest memory of second edition you know, fluff around all this stuff. But overall, looking at the past, looking at it as now, better now? Definitely better now. Would you like to see some of the changes in positions? You mean like the blocker and yeah. the blitzer position? Although it didn't seem to be that much difference. I don't know. I think I'd like to see it on more of the positional players on those teams. Like give some halflings no um, right stuff and make them like a blocker. If we're talking overall in Blood Bowl, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before. Yeah, I, we, yeah. I would love to... Yeah, I in my brain I still see goblin linemen and mm-hmm. they were they weren't very good and goblin catchers. I would love to see some goblins and halflings have those two different positionals. That'd be cool. Even if it the only difference was is maybe one one plus armor or something simple or yeah. like you said, you know, maybe somebody's I don't know if you can make them too much cheaper. Halflings are pretty dirt cheap. Yeah, they are. Um but yeah, just something. But that's just the old school guy in me. Now, now the ogres and stuff. You know, the troll only had one position, so the ogres and the minotaurs are the only thing that had a blitzer and a blocker. And I don't know if you can translate. Really. I don't yeah. think they need it either. Part of me wants it just because I remember it, but I don't think it's really needed unless it was specific only for the ogre team. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. It's like you could have a zero to two positional for the ogre team called an ogre blitzer. That'd be cool. But really, I don't know if they need a guy that has uh, they don't need to be any better. No. that could pick up a, a ball. Because then you totally transform him from a tier two team, tier three team to tier two or something. You give him really stupid instead of bonehead. Mm, yeah, I could. But, yeah, we'll worry about that later. Or stupidity. Ah, nice callback. <laughs> um, so these rules were a second edition? Is that correct? These are second edition rules. Okay. And I actually found, you know, I talked about how the old Heim Ogres that we played had Skaven because mm-hmm. one of my friends said that they shouldn't have goblins. Well, here, I found the fluff here, so okay. I might as well just read it off. Sure. Uh, so what's the price of the old Heim Ogres this year? Well, they might be worth a copper penny or two. 
given that they have imported some human throwing, kicking, and catching skills. But it's a safer bet that the Ogres will be involved in the shortest game of the season when they play the Hobgoblin team. Can they best last season's 92nd win? Uh, the fans sure hope so. So I don't know which of my buddies, which would have been Robert, Gary, or Sean, thought that the Oldheim Ogres, that this alluded to, that they had some human throwing, kicking, and catching skills. If yeah. that meant that they were just skilled up or they had a different race. But I'm, I'm assuming that's where that came from. Makes sense. So I was glad that I got to pilot them <laughs> after like week three with Skaven. That was an awesome combo. Cool. I don't doubt it. Can you imagine the Ogre team? I would with love just to a play that Skaven? now. Yes. Yes. It was, it, was, it, was, it was awesome back then. And I couldn't even field all the Ogres. So <laughs> good times, good times. So Okay. Well, anything else before we end this segment? Oh, I'm sure somebody who actually played back then is going to give me a Correct me on something, but they can send their emails to bothdownpodcast at gmail dot com. That's right, and I hope you guys enjoyed this kind of uh, trip back to memory. Wilhelm Cheney has amended the dispute to say that Steve and Scott are, and I quote, "stinky poo poo heads," and they suck stinky poo poo diapers. All right, we're back for some tournament talk. We're going to cover some Oklahoma Bowl 3 and Spiky Cup 2 in stereo. Hey, we finish each other's sentences. Frozen fail, dude. Frozen fail. What was I supposed to say? Sandwiches. Sandwiches. Yep. Is that like a Adventure Time thing? It's from Frozen. Frozen. The movie. Frozen. Yeah, let, let, you want to talk about that real quick? Since this is tangent episode, uh, it's every episode's tangent episode. Well, you you cannot go see a ch- child's movie, a children's movie, by yourself again. Yes, I can. No, and that's yes, creepy. Yes, I will. That's no, creepy, it's not. dude. It was awesome. We're too old. We can't. You can't go in no, there without kids. Okay. All right. Fine. I think it's wrong that you want to see <laughs> Frozen by yourself. Your childish heart has died and given way to cynicism. Wow, you're like the second person in the last 10 days that talked about me being so cynical. Well. Not cyn- is it cynical? Cynicism, whatever. I can't even say it's it. It's cynical, yeah. Yeah, well. It's a good movie. So anyways, back to the tournament. <laughs> you know what I'm cynical about? Life. No, people can't figure out these rules. We have had a lot <laughs> of questions on the Oklahoma rules package. So that's why we're partially doing that segment. I would like to actually state that I tried to actually change it up a little bit this mm-hmm. year. And while I know it might be clear to me, and it might even be clear to the person who I sent this to to proofread. And me. I proofread it. It's not as clear as I guess I thought it was. Sure. So That's because we were coming at it from closed eyes, basically. We already knew what you meant. So we didn't have to. We weren't trying to infer. We already knew. Right. So that's where the problem came So in this segment, we're going to not only just tell you about coming out to Oklahoma Bowl and Spiky Cup, but clarify these rules. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way first. So Oklahoma Bowl, you get 1.15 million gold pieces. Of that, if you want to, 
you can use 150000 towards skills. You don't have to. You don't have to use the whole amount. But either way, your build total at the end was is going to come to 1150000 So my thinking on this was, is we've done a lot of tournaments now under our belt. Yeah. And before we did stuff where, like, it was $1.1 million, and you could buy as many skills as you wanted along with your players. And then we started to kind of... Because that's what we went to, like, in the first Chaos Cup. Mm-hmm. And we thought, this is just how tournaments are. And then we started seeing tournaments where they actually had... You build your team for $1.1 million and then you get, um, you know, 200 right. to buy skills. Or skill package. Right? right. Or whatever it was. You have five skills and one double. Or whatever it was. So like it was Spiky even. Cup, you get either six doubles or three singles. That is not a good example because what I'm talking about (laughs) is a clear cut. This is your money for your team. Well, I know. And this is your money or skill package for your your players. Rock Cup did a skill package. So we, our last couple of tournaments, we did nothing but skill package type things. And you tried to combine the best of both. And we want to see what it's like. So, so yeah, I wanted to try both. Yeah. So therefore, if you are a, Say you're a Wood Elf team, mm-hmm. not that they need any help, but maybe they don't want to buy a bunch of skills and they actually want to play with a tree man to be themey. Yeah. They're just going to go buy their two war dancers, a bunch of linemen, and they want a tree man. They can do that. Mm-hmm. And if they want to take their, their two war dancers and just give them a, a skill apiece and buy extra rerolls, mm-hmm. they can do that. Or if they want to outfit their whole team with block and wrestle and use up to 150K. They can do that, too. Right. So I'm trying to give people more options with Oklahoma Bowl. <clears throat> also this year, I think the limit, if you're looking at it correctly, if you're looking at it, right? Yeah. Okay. The limit is is up to three of the same skill. Therefore, like a Wood Elf team right. could have up to three blocks somewhere. And you can actually have two players that have two skills, which is different for Oklahoma Bowl. We haven't done that before either. Right. Before, it's always been one skill with a limit of two or three. This year, the limit's three, but you could also put up to two skills on two players. So, we're trying something a little bit different. We're going to see how it goes. Play test it. That's the only way we're going to know. Right. And go from there. So, just like Steve said, just to be really clear, 1.15 million. No matter how you do it, that's what your end build total will come. That's right. And you can spend up to 150 on skills or stat increases. Right. And you can't have more than two stat. You can't have two stat increases. You can't have a skill and a stat. Right. So, so no one-turn touchdown skavens. Right. Uh, no leader skill. We're going to try that. We've seen that in a lot of tournaments. And Is that stated so, somewhere? Should be, right? Or am I thinking Critter Bowl? You're thinking Critter Bowl. I don't think that's stated on this. Okay. Then don't listen to that last part. <laughs> is it really not there? I haven't. Okay. I, I'm actually one that's not against the leader skill. I know a lot of tournaments we played at, like Chaos Cup and some right. other ones, you know, they like not having the, no leaders. Mm-hmm. You can't have leader. I think Slurpee Bowl did it. Um, I'm not so against it because, yes, I usually take a leader skill, but I've been the guy who gets my leader knocked out, and I pay for it. So the way I look at it is if you want to put a leader on a lineman, knock his butt out of the game, and they don't get it. Also, if you want to look at it, rerolls for a lot of the really good teams are 50000 
Rerolls for some of the crappier teams, 70,000. Right. So it kind of helps them out. Yeah, in a lot of ways. In a weird way. Yeah. I, I just came up with that, so don't know. No, well, you should be thinking of that, because I was just looking at... Well, the, sorry box. about that. <laughs> I was looking at like builds for future tournaments and yeah. trying to work in Chaos Pact. And I was like, God, the, the rerolls are so expensive. Mm-hmm. They're not very good. Do I play them at a, a tournament? The yeah, I don't get that. They're not that good, so let's give them really high rerolls. Oh, those dwarves that are amazing? They're only 50. Well, no. Oh, and by the way, let's give them a ton of really cheap star players. I don't think that's what it represents. I think it shows how well they work together. I think it's themey, right? Okay, yeah. With a lot of money, but, but yeah, they're not very good. So, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so that clarifies. So we can, we can take leader. It's clear? Yeah. It's in there? Yeah. Okay. I, I toyed back and forth with oh, that. Oh, okay. So, and with Critter Bowl, I know I said no leader. So, Oklahoma, finalized. That's how you play it. Right. Spiky Cup, I've had some questions. Yes, I am crazy. It's six double skills or three single skills, either or. So, what if I want to take two regular skills and two doubles? Can't. Okay, so what if I wanted to take four Can't. regular? Oh, okay. Nope. Six or three. Right. Period. It, also, it is super crazy. There's that's no, just how it is. And uh, I forget who it was, but someone's like, um, can you put them all on the same player? Yeah. Yeah, you can. <laughs> if you want to put all your eggs in one basket and give your special, because everybody gets a special shoe contract. Mm-hmm. If you want to put your special shoes on somebody and all six skills on somebody... You go for it. You made yourself one giant target. <laughs> okay, I thought you said you can't put the shoes on. Is I'm star- not looking at the rules right now. Oh, okay. I th- you can't put it on a star player. Okay, so you could put it on a guy with a skill. Should be able to. Okay. Sounds great. Don't hold that to me. You look at the uh, rules. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think you are right. But yeah, I think it was Matt. And I'm like, yeah, go for it. If you want to do it all, <laughs> let's watch him die. Matt shouldn't have asked that question because he, he did it last, last year. year. He won the whole thing last year. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a fun tournament. It's interesting to look at because, you know, I'm trying to play all the teams in the tournament. Mm-hmm. So I still have some teams left. And it's like, if I play Spiky, which team can I play? And it's like, <laughs> oh, I can't really get any good skills that way. So no. you kind of look at, you know, I don't, it's, it's odd. I love Spiky. <laughs> because I'm like looking at a human team going like, and what you, skills would I take? Would and I you take- get bonus points for... Because we, we're keeping track of all knockouts, all casualties. Right. Spiky's totally different. Is Everything goes off of victory points. Not victory points, but um, bonus points, I guess. Well, it's... I guess they are victory points in a way. Well, they're victory and bonus points. It's yeah. total standings. So. Yeah. Total standings, points. So, you get a, a crap ton of knockouts, <laughs> you help yourself. Let's put it this way. I was very fortunate and lucky, because you have to be. To win with ogres, mm-hmm. I took ogres last year. I got third place. Mm-hmm. I won my first two games, and it took some bad luck on my opponents and good luck on my side. But all those knockouts and stuff gave me enough points to finish. You know, and then yeah. I lost my last game. I got destroyed by Matt. But yeah, all those injuries <laughs> added up, and it <clears throat> it was a good format to have ogres because yeah. also six double skills i think i'll take block on all these ogres <laughs> uh I've, I've seen a roster like that so yeah so it was good times good times so that's those rules but again uh, to let you know oklahoma march 8th 
Spiky, March 9th, two separate tournaments, one a lot of fun weekend. Um, we have finalized that the winner of Oklahoma will get their own special Oklahoma championship field. We've from also, FF Fields. also finalized that the winner of Spiky Cup will get a Apes of Wrath team. Is that correct? believe so, yes. They should be getting one of those. And then the Unpainted. Un- well, yeah. Unpainted. Unput together. It's just, you know. But it's a free team. Right. Um, and then anybody who registers for both days is entered into a drawing for our very well-painted Scotland team. Right. And I highly recommend that if you cannot make both days, but you're going to be there for Oklahoma Bowl when we do the drawing, sign up for both days. It's not that much more. Yeah. And uh, you have a good chance of winning a, a cool painted team. Yeah, because there's no extra ways of getting a ticket for this. Yeah. If 25 people sign up for both days, you have a 1 in 25 chance of winning. Yep. And it's really nicely painted. Yeah, it's really nice. And you get something special with it, too, which we'll announce at the time. Remember? Remember? It came with it. Oh. Oh. Well. Yeah. Oh, come on. That's cool. It is cool. But okay. I'm trying not to act like... It's not huge. Actually, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Never mind. Yes, it is cool. <laughs> Never mind. It fits the team. Yes. Exactly. Um, and big shout outs to Nathan in Austin for us. Yep. He painted it and... He crafted. It. I want to say crafted. Okay. Because he took a team did that a great I job. He took a team that I'm not a big fan of. And I don't mean this as any disrespect to Tom at Impact Miniatures or anything. I'm just not a big fan of the Scotland team. Mm. Nathan painted them, and when they came in, I was like, I want to own one of these. <laughs> if I can get Nathan to paint it for me. Right. So, yeah, big big time. Really awesome. Uh, let's see. Should we, t- should we talk about we who's got, coming? Well, let's see what else do we have to do, give away. Uh, we do have Oklahoma Fields available for order, $75 each. Well, we've got our custom dice on the way. But we need to we've tell people. We've got tons of prizes. We only have 10 of those fields coming in. Yeah, if that. Some okay. might have already beaten. Okay. So if you really want an Oklahoma Bowl pitch, mm-hmm. I highly suggest that you contact us immediately and get that get money down or paid for, you know, pay yeah. for it. Um, I'm going to brag again. I think that we might have taken an extra three to four weeks on designing our field. With the guy from FF Fields, Alex, right? Alex? Yes. And um, he probably got tired of us, but <laughs> us being picky about the field, I still think it's one of the best fields I've seen. And it's not because our logo's on there. It's because the players aren't in a dungeon. Right. It, I mean, we made it look like a sidelines. The field is designed where it looks like a worn-out uh, field around here in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some grass, there's some dirt. Um, players show up on it well. They don't get you know yeah. you don't look at the board and go where'd my guy go? Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. It's it's not a a weird texture or anything where players get lost. I, mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. It really feels like a blood bowl field. Uh, the the boxes are labeled correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, I just it's so nice. It's just to me, it's very clean and nice. And we're so used to playing on it, it's hard to play on other fields. Exactly. <laughs> And, and it plays, if you like to play north and south, it plays perfect. If you like to play east and west, it plays perfect. It, it's super designed. Most people would say end zone to end zone or sideline to sideline. But, you know, whatever. Or If you want to use cardinal directions, that's fine. Okay, well, same difference. 
Maybe. Um, God, I can't. Don't think there's anything else that we can really reveal yet. Well, there's some stuff that we're keeping secret. Yeah, for, definitely on purpose. Now, the early bird special is until January 31st. Okay. Up so, until January 31st, you can register for both days, both tournaments, thirty bucks. And it's on the that rule set. If you go to page one, to either one of those, can you go look at that real quick? I can. So we can tell people how much the price is going to go up. Ninety-five dollars after. The, wait. <laughs> it goes from thirty to ninety-five dollars in one day. If you register for one event, it's twenty dollars. After January thirty-first, the one event goes to thirty dollars. If you register for both events, after after January thirty-first, but before March second, that it's forty dollars. Right. So right so now it goes up ten. Yeah. Right now it's thirty bucks for both days. Mm-hmm. After January thirty-first, goes up to forty dollars, and then March second, we we don't take any more money until you show up at the door, which is really expensive. Right. Not really that expensive. But. It's thirty at the day of the door. Right. Which is cheaper than some tournaments, period. Right. So, But we do give away a ton of stuff, more than we should. Scott yells at me every year because I spend too much money. Right. Cause Full so- complement of trophies. We're going to have an overall grand trophy for whoever does the best cumulatively between Oklahoma and... Because uh, they are separate events. But right. if you come in first at Oklahoma and second at Spikey there's a good chance that you might be the overall winner. Yeah, we just add up all the scores from both days and see where you show up. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Um, think well, that's it for rules and giveaways. Right now, we have 16 people signed up. Yes. 16 people. For both days. For both days. And two of them, only two are from Oklahoma. The state of Oklahoma. Yeah, but they're, they're, our guys usually run a little late. No, I didn't mean Tulsa. that in a bad way. I'm saying that oh, we no. have people yeah. coming from Houston, uh, the Chicago area, the Indiana area. Indianapolis. Indianapolis area. Iowa City. Iowa City. Um, there might be some semi-celebrity Possibly type Utah. Possibly Utah. We had... Um, Our house is full already, so don't we even had, ask to stay in our We floor. had someone say that they would make it out... Problem with Oklahoma is flights don't leave on, that late on Sundays. I think so, I that was that was that, Saul, wasn't it? Was it Saul nicely, or was it somebody else? Uh, Flying Dingle. Uh, whoever Flying Dingle is, yeah, I don't it, remember. Or is that Aaron Father Galus? No? I, I don't know. Okay, I'm not good with online names. I okay. suck. Um, yeah, Oklahoma is really bad about that because yeah. our main hub is Dallas, and Flying but Dingle. I will. I don't think they would mind us saying this will be your first chance to see all six U.S. podcast Blood Bowl players in the same spot since Chaos Cup. Wow. So, Are you telling me so that Drew... You're so bad at acting. <laughs> and Chance is showing up you're from so Three Dead Block? Yes, I am. Wait, wait a second. Does, Does that, that mean, mean Johnny and Extreme are coming from Slurpcast? Yeah. Wow! Exciting, isn't it? That is so awesome. Actually, it is extremely awesome. So yeah, it really is. We uh, guy from St. Louis is coming because he's yep. like Extreme's buddy. I yep. can't wait to see him. So I mean, sixteen pl- players this early is really awesome. So it we're really hoping is. to break the thirty. Mer- 30 I would love to mark. break thirty. That would be awesome. We might. So call I your said, friends. If we break fifty, I will shave my head. 
Oh my god, that won't completely. Except the eyebrows. Your face too? Well, that's the head. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Dude, we might need to get money together and just have people show up for that first round. Hey, if if you do it that evening, we can go. We get just take a razor to it. All right, sounds great. Fifty people. <laughs> It'd be like shaving Chewbacca. <laughs> that Saturday night, we'll probably hit Buffalo Wild Wings or something. Okay, and have beers and hang out with people so we're not gonna do the drunk podcast like we did last year probably not yeah that didn't go over so well no it did it went over really well <laughs> it's just probably not so hopefully um if you're anywhere near here i'm sure paul's coming he hasn't paid yet uh but he will yeah, that's he's, he's such a dirty englishman um but yeah if you're from colorado had a couple come down last time uh, New Mexico. I, I assume somebody lives in Arkansas that listens. I hope they might. Well, you know somebody. They might not listen in Arkansas. Let's not it is Arkansas. Jokes. No, we don't need to go there. Trying to make friendly. <laughs> we can only make fun of Mexicans. <laughs> only because I'm pretty sure nobody in Mexico plays the game. I bet you there's people that play the game. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see anything else no i i do expect a lot of guys from texas to show up they better show up yeah um uh, hopefully we can get brian two out here to defend his title especially yeah i mean he should come out and defend his title i mean any good man would come out here and do that (laughs) well you know he has jobs and stuff yeah yeah this responsibility thing so crazy uh, I think that's really it right now. We can't reveal too much else until yeah, there's really not much the to stuff say. ships here and we can look go at to it and- oklahomabowl.com and it's O R C Oklahoma Bowl.com or go to bothdown.com. You can find it there. It's on the NEF. Nah, I got nothing. I think that's it. If there's anything you want to know, you can ask us. We might tell you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope our special thing comes through. Our special thing. Yeah. What's the special thing you're talking the th- about? The thing I, I bought the things for and sent to the guy. Oh. And then he has to yeah, get it well, to see, Johnny. Yeah, well, you can't do that to people. That's I not know. fair. But yeah. if it happens, then that would be really cool. For other people. Not for me. But Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. we got to leave you on a tease. Yeah. But we'll go ahead and end this segment. Come back with some shout-outs. As always. Hi, everybody. I'm Stop Costas, beat writer for the Long Island Blood Bowl League, here with another Did You Know, featuring some of the most interesting stories of history in the Blood Bowl universe. Today, the most absurd ad campaigns featuring Blood Bowl personalities. Last weekend, I'm sure you sat on your couch and watched yourself some Blood Bowl action. There are leagues everywhere, and Cabalvision, Persian Media, and Transhack each have their own piece of the television pie. But they don't just do it for free. They make their money by making you watch stupid and inane commercials. But... Did you know? Some of those commercials are so absurdly entertaining that they leave quite an impression on the prospective patron. Here are three such examples. 
Zoofbar Machinists, Troll Slayer, Holt Spleen Ripper, holds the record in the World Edge Blood Bowl League for most kills in a single game with six. But once the Shtick Company, one of the largest producers of razors, asked Spleen Ripper to shill for them, the Troll Slayer was on the video tubes. He held the razor in his hand and exclaimed, The Shtick Ultra is so smooth on the skin, even a dwarf would think about shaving his beard. The Southland Gobloid star player Jumpy Dumpty signed a contract with GVC, the Goblin Vitamin Company, to push the company's new muscle-building vitamins. He went on a strict diet of fish and snails and took GGH, Goblin Growth Hormone, for six months and then showed up naked in advertisements, professing the amazing transformation he had undergone. Goblins had never seen anyone with the muscles that Dumpty sported, and sales went through the roof. Unfortunately, in one video outtake, Dumpty fell off the wall and he was posing on and cracked in half. All the king's horses and men couldn't help Dumpty and his career was over. Another ludicrous but lesser known ad had the Reichlin Reaver's own mighty Zug selling the services for Dent Street Schools, a dance academy. Zug was asked to put on chainmail tutus and attempted to dance around the small room with mirrors along with the famous ballerina Alessandra Fieri. Zug tried to do a pirouette and accidentally kicked Fieri across the room, through one of the mirrors, and she died on the spot. Zug, in complete despair, fell on his behind and crashed through the wood plank floor. The commercial ran once and was pulled immediately. So now you know what I know. This is Snob Costas. It's time for some shout-outs. You know, I really thought we wouldn't get that since you already got it out of your system. No, I, I like doing that. It makes me feel like... What's, what's that guy from Warrant? Janie from Lane? Warrant? Isn't that his name? Wow. Or that I guy have from, no clue. What's that band okay you were talking that. about the other day? And I said, Rat? I hate that guy's voice. Oh, Getty Lee from Getty Rush. Lee, okay. okay. <laughs> I can see that. Shout outs! So you try to replicate people you hate? Uh, pretty much. Okay. I do that daily. <laughs> well, uh, I don't think we have too many this month. Uh, we did get our stuff that we ordered from Grebo, so again, we wanted to shout them out, say thanks for doing the shipping right by us. Uh, we do have our both down dice available. As I said, all proceeds do go towards funding the podcast and paying for the website. And yeah, all that. all that fun stuff. Believe it or uh, not, all that stuff is not free. Right, the website space and everything. Does I don't cost mind us a money. paying, but it's okay if you also want to contribute. But so. if you support the dice, <laughs> the money will go. It, it doesn't feed us exactly. <laughs> it, it, it just keeps the the website from coming out of our own private uh, money. You should be able to check those dice out on either Zlurpy Bowl forums or Top Fantasy Football forums or and, and how much Facebook. Are they? They're five bucks a pair. A pair. So if I wanted both colors. Then it'd be $10. Okay. If I wanted one color. Uh, a pair of them is $5. Okay. So if I wanted one dice, you can't do it, be right? $5. $5. I'll sell it to you for $5. Okay. Sure. Right. Uh, shipping inside the U.S. is a paltry $2 and outside the U.S. it's 5 but not poultry? Is that yeah. what you said? Poultry? Like in poultry, chicken? Small. No, not poultry. 
Paltry. Paltry. Okay. P-A-L-T-Y. T-R-Y, sorry. I like poultry, though. Uh, it's a, it's a it's chicken, chicken $2. $2. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's better. Can so, I have fish instead? No, no fish. Just chicken. Okay. But that's cheap, really. Cheap, cheap, like a chicken. Ah, Lord. Uh, we only... Uh, credit always your first chance to get them, because we always give people their, them for free for showing up. It's kind of a nice little thank you. Uh, but we have had some people who have already bought them, and they may not have told significant others that they bought it, so I don't want to get them in trouble, not like their wives are listening. Yeah, well, honey, I was listening to both down the other day, and I heard you spent $10 on dyes. (laughs) We're supposed to buy formula. That's ridiculous. So uh, shout-outs to Pete, Matt, Tim, John, Adrian, and Jason, all who have already bought dice, and I'm sure others will jump on that bandwagon. They better. Uh Pete Richardson, as we said, uh, he's the one who gave us the idea for the segment and some other segments. Uh, check out his blog at a man and his toys dot wordpress dot com. He's also on Twitter at a man and his toys. And for the longest time, every time I saw it, all I can see is Amanda. It's like <laughs> Amanda's toys. That sounds like a it's like a I'm shop. partially dyslexic or something because yeah. that's all I can see. Sounds like an adult novelty store. Come to Amanda's for your toys. Exactly. Um, Jason Casebolt. Want to give him a shout out? Shout out! (laughs) He's running the Golden Tentacle Tournament at Moogoo Games in Everett, Washington on April 19th. Go read his fluff for this. It is awesome. It is both down improved, and I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, well... We should be thankful because we're actually part of the reason that he is doing some of that. And he gave us a shout-out on his rules and named a couple of bowls after us. So that was neat. Yep. Uh, he's got a, a cool little strip with a lewd grip on there that he made. They're making a throwing template since he is such a size queen. He loves the 40 millimeters. He got special throwing templates with a golden tentacle on it. Looks really cool. I have not seen those. There. You haven't? No. Oh. You just updated the website. I'd give you guys the website, but it'll be on bothdown.com or just Google Golden Tentacle Mugu, M-U-G-U. I'm sure it'll come I up. I will say this. I, I tease the size queens about their 40 millimeter boards. Oh, no. And you guys are size queens because you have to have bigger. He's not. There are certain no, no, people no, no, up no, no, there no, no. who no, say he, they have to have it. No, he, he is. Let's just. Okay. I don't mean this in a bad way. No. I'm saying I do understand. And I kind of want to get me a 40 millimeter board for when I play like. I know. If we ever play like ogres in like our league and stuff. So. Like I, I said, when I saw it and I made fun of it until I saw it and I was like, well. It does kind of give a better epic feel to the game. Yeah, it makes it a yeah. It changes it up a little. So I'm kind of saying actually, like, the people who understand. go to his tournament get a free file of a 40 millimeter board that he had commissioned. Free file, so they can go choose they to can, print it off wherever they want. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! That's really neat. So that's cool. It's different. Mm-hmm. So he gives away a field. If but you print it, you want to you can go print it off. Yeah, which is probably not easy. I'm gonna to try to see if my brother can do it because I've been I've been looking for a good file for a long time, and this is a good file. So, mm. 
if I can get access and to I it. And I need a 40 millimeter board. Exactly. Mm. And if Greg can do them up, then I might be able to hook other people up for, you know, a decent mm. price. So we'll find out. Um, Give shout out to Swipcast and 3 Die Block, both of which are coming to Oklahoma. So that's very awesome of them. I uh, think... Hopefully they'll mention us on their podcast. They, be, they better. Better drum up interest and talk about how excited they are coming down. I think these guys should do some type of podcast challenge. That's exactly where I was going with it. Why not? You know, we had to do it. Maybe they should switch shows. Yeah. yeah. Well, Three Die Block that is kind of switching shows because they're not coming out as often now. What's that? I said Three Die Block is already kind of learning from Zerpcast because they're just not coming out as often now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't complain much. We're not coming out on time either, so. Yeah, we were talking Holidays. about this earlier today. It was like, now that you live with me, we haven't had a, a podcast on time yet. I know. Because it's not set up all the time. It's actually harder now. It is. It takes some effort. Because before, you could get away from the kids and go back, and it was all set up. I just flipped two switches, and we're good to go. Yeah, we're going to get back on track, though. Yeah, we will. Um, Anything else? You know, I try to jot down notes on, like, shout-outs and everything, but I really don't have it. Yeah, we suck at shout-outs. So, let's <laughs> not suck at them and actually make it a okay, short Okay, I do segment. have one. Nope. Okay. See, no we can't just segment. make this short. I do want to... You already mentioned him. Uh, Nathan yeah. from Texas. Yeah. Nathan Kitchlin. Is that right? I ain't Kitchlin. Um He, if you were at Critter Bowl, you got to see my flamboyant... Uh, pro elf team that was in this like That's all so awesome. rainbows you know they had like this white and off-white uniforms with these beautiful rainbows that i specifically said when i i gave him the team i want you know i want the all three colors and the the primary colors and the, the complementary colors you know so we had purple blue you know red all, all the colors six different colors and I said, I really wanted these on the knee pads, elbow pads, and you know wherever the rainbows found. He did it. I couldn't believe he did it. They are great looking. And they, I'm not a big fan of the Games Workshop models to begin with, mm-hmm. but since I got to get them through my store and everything right before Games Workshop start, stopped carrying all this stuff, I was happy just to have them, just to have some different elves. Yeah. He made the team look so much better. And I would like to give a shout-out also to Jeffro, who donated... I'm sure we gave him some swag or something, but um, the the blitzers. We got some second edition blitzers on that team. Mm-hmm. I even bought a little unicorn that Nathan painted up to go with the team as a mascot. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful job. So I want to give him a shout out and say like thank you very, very much. It was yeah, really, he, he it did was, my lizards and they came back really nice. It was just uh, yeah. I, after playing this weekend with them, it made me, you know, you know how some of the guys like the young Guzzler guy mm-hmm. and extreme with the, the 40 miners was like, maybe I should do something like that with the unicorns of youth and the you United. Could. Yeah. But that, that means I'd have to play them all the time. <laughs> you also have to know how to spell them. U L T H U A N United. Okay. Good. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correct, <laughs> but that is like the big, continent where all the elves are okay yeah and so my, i just found it funny when you were we were doing up certificates at critter bowl well i wanted I to be to sure spell it for you. <laughs> i wanted to be sure i don't blame you but it's still funny <laughs> so yeah 
Big props to him and Jeffro, because without them, this team would not exist. Very true. But no, that's the only shout outs I got. Okay. Well, then we will wrap this up, and we'll come back next month with who knows what. I'm sure there'll be more Critter Bowl. I mean, jeez. Oklahoma Bowl and Spiky Cup talk. Uh, I also hope not, but probably. You got to pimp your shows, man. I know. You got to pimp your your tournaments. We're going to be the biggest tournament in the Southwest. Oh, easily, yeah. Yeah, so we got to just keep rocking it. All right? Okay. All right, don't feel bad. I don't. It's okay. We're good. Just relax. Let this go through. I'm going to do my Mark Maron impression. Mark Are Maron? we good? Are we good? Mark Maron? Who's that? Don't ask. Okay. People who listen to podcasts got the joke. Really? Mm-hmm. I listen to podcasts. Well, There's a lot not. of Blood Bowl podcasts now. <laughs> yes, there are. <laughs> okay, we're ending this before we go off on tangent. <laughs> Later. You can follow Both Down on Twitter, at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email, their email address is bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Both Down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by CouchPirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. <clears throat> All right, ready? Mm-hmm. In my mind, I want to say, you're listening to, and I know that's not what I'm supposed to say. All right. All right, ready? <sighs> you forgot it already. <laughs> Welcome to Both Down. Right? Welcome to episode number 27 of Both Down. Okay. Your number one Blood Bowl podcast. God, it feels like it's through that blockish. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, here we go. I wonder if anybody even notices that we alternate openings. Somebody does. You, you think? Yeah, surely. I mean, like, <clears throat> consistently every other episode. Somebody probably does. Okay. Welcome to episode 27 of Both Down. Did I do that wrong? The number one Blood Bowl podcast. Oh, okay. I did it wrong, didn't I? <laughs> okay. Beep. All right, ready? Okay. Ready? Um, And 28. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs>